look myself at the mirror, I say, I'm handsome. I am blessed. Victor is highly favored. He's cute enough. He's just blessed. So when I come outside, I don't care if you're going to tell me I'm smart. I already know I'm smart. Mm-hmm. I don't need anybody's opinion. Me, I'm blessed. And it's truth. It's the facts that rely on the Bible. I don't need anyone's opinion. I don't need anyone's opinion. So title does not matter. What matters is in me. I played that clip because it's people that need like confirmation from other individuals that they're great. To obtain the things that you want to obtain, the good health, you got to already know you're capable of being healthy. To obtain the girl of your dreams or the man of your dreams, you already got to know that you qualified to be with them. He said he already know he handsome. To obtain the money that you want to go get you got to already know that you worth it. You just got to know that, man. That's, that's, that's real big facts. You got to know it before you can get it, before you can achieve it, before you can do it, before you can go after it to get it. It's my opinion. It's my perspective. It was all a dream, man. It was all a dream. Thank y'all for tuning in to the last episode with my boy Marquise, man. It was a dope conversation. We had a lot of people calling into that episode, man. I think people enjoyed it. It's the beginning of college football. Tennessee looked good. Colorado and Dion, though. <laughs> Big salute. Big salute, man. I was thoroughly entertained this weekend. Thoroughly entertained by the ACC beating up on the SEC like they did. Florida State handed it to LSU. North Carolina handed it to South Carolina, man. The ACC stepping their game up. But I got some announcements to make, though, man, about the podcast, the direction that I'm going create creatively with my creative process. And I appreciate y'all for being subscribed to the channel and for tuning in to all the shows, man. It was all a dream. Let's get to it. <laughs> So the announcement I got to make is like I've been currently working on building a home studio I got some of the most high quality equipment uh, For a home studio But it's not just about me man I don't even want to charge an hourly rate For people to come to my studio to record I want to assist other individuals, man. If you're an artist, a singer, a musician, and you need high-quality vocals, when I'm available, you can schedule your time, and you rock with me, and you can come record for free. But the only thing about the free part is your recording session is going to be completely free. We can sign contracts and everything. But I do want a percentage of small. Music is in a direction where it's not making money anyway. But I want a small percentage. 5% of your project that I helped curate. But I want to see people win. I want to assist people. Like how this podcast was first created. To highlight artists. 
to highlight others, to do shows with individuals and help them elevate so they can find a path of their own so they can create on their own. Not with me forever. Nothing's forever with me. Everything is temporary for me if you with me because I'm moving. I'm doing me. But that may sound selfish. And now on the last podcast, I said you have to be selfish at times. While being of assistance to others. Like I know my purpose in life is of being of assistance to others. That's my purpose. To help others contribute to others success. But it's times in life where you have to internalize your creativity. You have to internalize the things that you want to do. To be able to move forward Some people are extroverts And they always need attention Or they just giving their thoughts And who they are away for free Sometimes I like to internalize things So One of my other announcements I'm building the studio I want to assist others But the podcast I'm putting in my two weeks notice But not permanently Y'all get this episode The one with me and my boy Marquise that I previously did And y'all gonna get another episode And then I'm gonna take some time To internalize my thoughts And life To me The more your ideology And your thoughts And your conversation is accessible The less people value it That's just to me The less people value it When you're just Available at all times So the less you make yourself available And you has been of assistance to others The more they're going to appreciate you When you come back Or if You come back to their presence Because everybody don't deserve your presence Real spill man Everybody don't deserve your presence But man I just want to say thank y'all For uh, contributing to this channel For subscribing to this channel For sharing the shows For enjoying the conversations For indulging in the conversations For purchasing the merchandise For listening to the music Streaming the music Buying the albums man My last album did over 80,000 streams And had like 200 purchases From me $215 purchases I ain't That don't sound like much to some it don't sound like nothing, but as an independent artist, I paid for my studio time and I profited a month's mortgage being an independent artist with no promotion, zero paid promotion and still made a month's mortgage. Thank you, though, man. The content is going to continue to be created. It's going to continue to be fly. It's going to continue to be fresh. We're going to continue to elevate the discussions. I'm going to continue to learn so I can give y'all the knowledge that I've obtained to be able to convey it to y'all. And I hope it helps y'all. But I want to talk about a few topics today. I want to talk about Stephen A. And Shannon Sharp linking up. And Stephen A. discussed on Shannon Sharp's podcast, the Club Shay Shay, why he wanted Shannon Sharp on the show with him. It is. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it was just important for us in this industry to stand up and say, yo, he's one of us. You can't let him go out like this. 
and that was it for me. It was like, it was just that simple. You go wherever you want. You want to come first take, fine. You want to go somewhere else, fine. Because I got my crew here first take, and I'm not trying to get rid of anybody. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to do this forever, and when it's, time, when it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Right. And it's time for somebody else to step up. But as long as I'm here, my attitude was going to be, listen, the people that have been a treasure and a tribute to this industry are the people that I'm going to do all that I can to remind folks this is what they do. I don't want to be one of those dudes that I got these platforms first take and I got my podcast and I'm doing NBA countdown and I got more stuff coming down the line and everything like that. And all I'm talking about is what I'm doing. It's my job to highlight what everybody else is doing too. You, you, you one of the few, Stephen A. Because I know a lot of people that have could have opportunities to help somebody, but they want to be the only ninja with money. No, I don't want that. And I told you this, and I'll tell the audience that I told you this. I said, you might be a first take for one year, you might be a first take for years to come. It's my responsibility, and I'm dead serious, it's a heart attack. It's my responsibility to make sure that you are more successful with me than you were before you arrived. I like that. Everybody don't think like that. When it comes to business, when it comes to creativity, when it comes to just being in another person's presence, period. I want to be of service to people to when you're in my presence, you elevate, you learning, you growing, you getting some substance from it, man. Most people want to be in your presence. They want to judge you. They want to get high. They want to drink. They want to judge others. They want to talk about shit that doesn't have no value, period. And that ain't who I am, man. If if anyone needs assistance from me, that's what I spoke about at the beginning of the podcast. In a creative aspect, when I build this studio, I'm here, man. I want you to be just like me and say, it was all a dream. Now I achieved my dreams. But... I don't like when people want to do things because their dream is not something they love. They see other people doing it and they want to obtain finances from it. They want to change. I don't want to work no more. I want to be a big rapper. I want to do the podcast, but I got to blow up. I need to blow up. I need it to be the biggest. They ain't doing it for the love of it. If you ain't doing it for the love of it, then don't 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 come over here, man. Because it got to be about the love. It got to be about the growth of it. It got to be about. Uh, I just want to do this because I love it, and money ain't even involved. I, I I can obtain my money elsewhere. When you create on your own, see see see, this is the problem. I see why I'm uh, basically gonna. Shut down my channel for a while And internalize my feelings and my thoughts And not be so accessible to others Is because it's like I want to grow And I know that others are not willing To invest what I'm willing to invest So No shot at no other individuals Though but uh, I love everybody that contributed To the shows or whatever But it's a reboot stage For me I might I may not come back for months a year on the channel or whatever, but while I'm rebooting, I'm getting better. People uh 
like to do things, but if it's not elevating, I ain't involved. And I don't want to be involved. And nothing to stagnant. I don't. That ain't me. But I want to contribute to people's growth. But I don't want to bore y'all out, man. I'm I'm gonna switch the topic up, man. I got a few topics, but I'm gonna keep it in sports right now. Marquise said something on the podcast uh that we previously just did. I forgot the title of the pod though. <laughs> that quick. Uh the sky ain't the limit. Go check that out if y'all haven't. But he said something. He named his top three uh point guards of all time. I agree with him. But he he kinda he kind of gave himself some wiggle room so he couldn't get too much criticism by saying they're not in order. But these are my three. But I'm gonna give you mine in order. I put Magic Johnson number one. I put Steph number two. And I put Isaiah Thomas number three. Isaiah Thomas is highly disrespectful. I, well, disrespected, and he's disrespectful, but highly disrespected, man, because he's one of the most talented. NBA players of all time Beat Jordan, beat Bird, beat Magic And still don't get no credit Had a hell of a team around, a hell of a coach Didn't get to play in the Olympics In 93 with the Dream Team And he was well deserved to play though But when I think about it though John Stockton might have fit that team better He was the assist master He already had weapons He was the assist master But Stephen A Again, I'm still talking about Stephen A He, had, he said he had received a text from Michael Jordan saying that Magic Johnson was the best. It's not even close. And I was listening to a comedian and he 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 made a funny skit, man. Man, don't nobody give a damn about Michael Jordan and what he got to say. Nigga Steph the goat. Here what it is. Last time I checked, Magic couldn't shoot that motherfucker like that. Magic wasn't pulling up and throwing it like that. Yeah, I get it. He, 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 all that. I get that. Jordan talking about triple double. Last time I checked, I thought Oscar Robinson started that shit. So don't give me all that, man. Yeah, Magic got fired. And him, he had Kareem too. MJ, you had, you had Pippen. <laughs> Both are great players. I ain't taking nothing for Magic. Uh... Six nine point guard come down. Cold, but Steph, we ain't never seen nothing like that. Ever. Any light skin. <laughs> Come on, man. Every time George say something, y'all want to take his word. Fuck that. Ryan with Steph. The Trevor Jackson Podcast. That nigga a fool. He got a point and he don't got a point, though. He talking about Jordan had Pippen. He had Magic had Kareem. Yeah, he got five. Them handles don't matter all that, man. Curry had KD, Clay in his prime. Draymond is a hell of a player. High IQ. Steph Kerr, uh, Steve Kerr, the coach that played with Mike, he, he was set up for victory to me. But this is my point I want to get across to before I switch the topic. And we're going to get into some financial conversations because it's needed right now. And um, what's needed about it is the financial conversation. It's on my mind. But what I want to say about this before I close, while I close it out, is that 
Magic Johnson is our true point guard. He played the position. And I know the game changes and the position is changing. But Steph Curry is a shooting guard, man. I think him and Chris Paul might work together if they play together. Because Chris Paul is a true point guard and he can get the ball to Steph wide, wide open. And Steph can... He's the Steph is the first point guard that can move and shoot. That's the big difference because he's on the run shooting. And uh, in our reality, Magic, to me, is not even close that he's the better player. And everybody want to talk about competition and stuff like that, man. It was, it was real comp back then, man. You just wasn't alive to know it. It was real comp back then. The athletes are better athletically right now, but the comp, it was real comp. They wasn't, if that's the case, then it is what it is, man. Uh, their athleticism fit the time that they played in. And they was great in the time that they played in. I can't talk about the previous players before me. They was bad because of the time they played in. No, they played in the time they played in. So their athleticism fit with the time that they played in. So switching up to the next topic, the financial structure. I, I, I want to get into this. Because I'm, I, y'all know my favorite podcast. If y'all are fans of this channel, the Joe Button Podcast, and you're gonna be on the level financially that you can, that you can keep your structure with, that you can maintain. Basically, if you're only good at maintaining a thousand dollars, then you're gonna stay at a thousand dollars. If you're only good at Leveraging and living with 10,000 Then you're going to stay there If you're only good with maintaining Check to check Then you're going to live check to check If you if you can handle millions Then you're going to be a millionaire People Live Above their means And they live at their means If y'all understand what I'm trying to say I've had a a lot of money before and I blew it because I didn't know what to do with it. So if you don't know what to do with a thousand dollars, you ain't gonna know what to do with a million. The reason I'm saying this is because I'm trying to get somewhere with the conversation. I, I read some shit the other day that said that, um, it was like 70% of 70% of the millionaires mm-hmm. in the United States. Got a key word. Lift check. They got to work. They got to keep working. Wait, seventy seventy percent of what? The millionaires. Yeah, they got to keep working. Are living check to check. check to check. Yeah, the millionaires. So because your lifestyle is so expensive, and your expenses are so high, like you might be a multimillionaire, but you got a twenty seven thousand dollar a month mortgage. Yeah. You got six cars. That's, that that number is disturbing. No, no, bro. that's no, that's real talk. That's Joe. real, bro. So that's that's the meat and potatoes. Yeah. So I always said, I was just saying, I created, and I said, uh, poor people live check to check. Rich people live year to year. Wealthy people live generation to generation. That's true. And people always think that the poor people part means lack of income. I know a bunch of people on paper, they millionaires. But they poor. But they live in, they need, they need a five-day challenge. You know what I took from that? My boy Troy, uh, he got the book, The Mindset of Successful Thinking. It's a good book. I need to go check it out. Uh... 70% of millionaires are living check to check. I think 
they're having a a, a a problem with their mental state because I don't want to use the word maintain, but to, it's easier to obtain it than it is to keep it. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Street money, work money. You work two weeks for two thousand, fifteen hundred, a thousand dollars, whatever you have. It's already spent before you got it, and you trying to survive off two, three hundred dollars before you get the next check. That's the same way with millionaires, man. They got a twenty-five hundred dollar uh, loan for a Lamborghini. Them folks don't be owning that stuff, man. Real talk. $10,000 mortgage They get a $100,000 check Think about it Month to month $10,000 mortgage $2,500 car Bam they out of twelve five already $100,000 Taxes on $100,000 40% you bring home 60 You already done spent 15 In a Car and home You're down to 45 You're, you're stunting you're out splurging You get on the jet go out of here Whatever you spend 10 racks you're down to 35 in two weeks. Your light bill gonna be higher because you're living in 10,000 square feet. Your uh, insurance, all that stuff, you're gonna have the most, the best. So out of that hundred thousand, you done made, you done spent ninety before you even got it. That's the people with money are living the same lifestyle as people without money, and I don't think it even has anything to do with money. I think it has something to do with the mental. That's just my perspective. Just my view. We can ready to take a break, man. I'm ready to play a song of the week, man. It's a song that y'all previously heard on the podcast, man. But we're going to keep highlighting this artist, Young Honcho. Let's go. Let's go. She hurt me bad I was selling peace, trying to get a bag Ran it up, trying to see the riches I came from the red Hurt for them to see a nigga first They always put me last I was to the streets and things And I didn't know I left I'm flying fresh up that fire Put up on his ass I'm in motion for 
Big salute to Young Hancho, man. That's a fire record. That's a real fire record, big dog. Keep doing your thing, man. One day we're going to link up and do an episode too, man. We got to. It's mandatory, dog. It's mandatory. Okay, I'm going to put an image up on the podcast. If y'all listening to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, all of those platforms. We're on all of those platforms, man. Uh... Come to the YouTube channel and check out the vibes, man. That's all I can say. Come check out the vibes. But I just played an artist that I'm fond of. He's from my hometown. I want to see him win. I want to see him blow up. And when I be thinking about my hometown, I be thinking about deals. Folks getting record deals. I want to see somebody get a record deal. Basically, that's all I'm saying. I want to see somebody get a record deal from... Knoxville, Tennessee. I want to see Yo Gotti sign an artist. Rick Ross sign an artist. Gucci, come pick up one of them young boys, man, because they fire. Real talk. So, the imagery I'm about to play, I got to read the tweet along with the imagery. It's Ebro, the executive producer at Apple Music. And he had this to say. I got a call saying, it should be noted, many major record labels have deprived or a tie signing rappers the focus is now african music and latin music rappers better stop being boring and talking about the same stuff over and over again chasing tiktok success and comment sections that's true when you think about it like hip-hop is changed it's dying it's slow death too because Albums ain't selling no more man These people that y'all think celebrities And the biggest stars are not selling I think about Carla Ray Doing uh, 10,000 records She's a mega star on social media I think about Lil Durk Doing 30,000 His first uh, week of sales I don't know what Travis Scott did But it's not big numbers no more It's not like the Wayne era When he was doing a million at the gate the first week why am I investing millions in you and you ain't making money? I could have gave you $40,000 for that album if it ain't going to sell. People be thinking these folks celebrities and they're really in debt doing it, taking a bad loan from a record label. They ain't getting a loan from a bank. They're getting a loan from the record label and they owe more than if they would have got the loan from the bank. So when I think about what Ebro said, their focus is now African music and Latin music. That's going to have a bigger audience because it's going to gravitate to the world more. It's, it's more of a worldly, happy sound. It's not a dark, demonic, death, killing, over-sexualized music. It's happy. It feels good. It feels islandy. It feels like it's near the ocean. These folks are jamming and the beats are different. It's more of a worldly sound. Hip-hop has become regional and nationalized. It's, it's small. Don't nobody want to hear all that stuff over in those other countries. They're already dealing with enough to want to hear about gangs and shootings and ops and smoking niggas and rolling up niggas and shit and cigars and smoking niggas. That, that's over. It's over. Here before long, hip hop is going to be over, dog. I, I'm just here to tell y'all that. I'm, I'm sorry to say it like that. When you got people doing all types of foolishness for clout on social media, man, when I think about it, Gunplay just got locked up right He put an AK-47 to his wife's head 
when I think about the stuff that he got going on and him and her on hip hop shows, love and hip hop or whatever, they doing crazy stuff. So we go, we gonna record. Yeah. All, you threw all, all my shit, right? All my shit is gone. Hit me with it. You gonna hit me with it? Okay. Everything's gone. Is everything? Did you go throw ahead my and shit? do what you're doing? Did you Please throw out my shit? Did you throw out my shit? You think I care about a charge? Did you throw out all my shit for me wanting to buy another bottle of Hennessy? Huh? Let me know. Let me know. Man, you's a fucking cop. Let me know. The morning after when he sobers up. Let's go get me a new TV now. Yeah, we gotta go get, we gotta go get a new TV. We'll be right back with the new one. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all something. What I see about uh, the actions that Gunplay going through right now in the media. I like Gunplay. No disrespect to you, big dog. I like some of his records. But a couple episodes ago, I showed where he spazzed out on a DJ for uh, playing 50 Cent records. He's currently locked up for putting a chopper to his wife's head. The person who you supposed to be one with that's supposed to be like you. Put a chopper to her head, dog. Now, he beating up the 75-inch with the, the, the skillet. And then uh, the next morning, he wake up and apologize. We got to go get a 75-inch. Let me tell you what that's a sign of to me. No disrespect. That's a sign of drug use. When you're not emotionally stable. You feel this way one hour. You feel that way the next hour. You're not emotionally stable, my perspective. You're just not. And I wish you well. I wish your relationship well. I hope you get out of prison and I hope you continue to succeed in your life, dog, and, and get the drug use. You know what I mean? I ain't a judgmental guy, man. Get that under control, dog, because that wasn't no hen you was out there. That was a, yeah, that thing, thing. <laughs> I'm going to end the podcast off with a book review man I was reading a book called uh, Poverty in America What struck me was The book was talking about um, Over time How we haven't combated The problem of poverty How it's more homeless people than ever How the same things are going on Since slavery How uh, We Give people stuff instead of helping people be better And they're more dependent on the government And when I was listening to this book It it, it really caught my attention Because I don't never want to go back to a poverty lifestyle I don't even want to see people that I love Or people that come from my environment In a poverty lifestyle I want everybody to succeed And I think this is a great book to read Poverty in America, man Check it out But these programs are fleeting and experimental, while much of American social policy remains downright hostile to the family. The most anti-family social policies have been those fueling mass incarceration. Most people in prison are parents. Men have been taken from their families by the tens and hundreds of thousands, then by the millions. Poor black and Hispanic families have paid the highest price. Other countries, like Germany, permit their incarcerated citizens to visit family members outside detention centers. But the American prison system seems designed to break up all sorts of relationships. By one estimate, the number of marriages in the United States would increase by as much as 30% if we didn't imprison a single person.
America's obsession with incarceration has removed scores of poor people from their families, strictly controlling when they can call their children, spouses, and loved ones, and then releasing them back into society with a criminal record that impedes their already dim job and housing prospects. In the history of the nation, there has only been one other state-sponsored initiative more anti-family than mass incarceration, and that was slavery. Many of our welfare policies, too, have an anti-family design. Supplemental security income checks are docked if recipients live with relatives. A mother can lose her rental assistance or public housing unit if she allows the father of her children to live with her in violation of her lease. Households receive a higher total allotment of food stamps if romantic partners apply separately for the benefit rather than as a married couple. Then there is the earned income tax credit, EITC. Say there is a family of four where mom makes $30,000 a year and dad makes $15,000. If dad claimed the EITC benefit himself, he would receive the maximum amount, $5,920 in 2020. But if the couple married, the family would receive only around $2,000. So which decision is more pro-family? <laughs> we have known about that for years, but as I get older and become more of a grown man and stuff, it's like, to me, why is it in, an incentive to not be unified? There is an incentive for us to not be unified. They give you an incentive to not come together. You are rewarded to not link up with your people. Stay separated. That's all I got to say. There is an incentive to not be unified. They're controlling you. They're controlling our people. If we was unified, what would we achieve then? It was all a dream. Peace, love, and abundance, man. I'm out. Make sure you go get you some money. Chill. Jackson.